As a medical professional, you're probably consumed by your work. Because of that, you likely miss out on big opportunities to protect and grow the wealth you work so hard for. Luckily, through passive real estate investing, you can place your capital in the hands of trusted syndicators who do all the legwork while you sit back and let your money work for you. Syndicators like Ascent Equity Group. Ascent Equity Group is led by three medical professionals turned full-time real estate investors who have secured a quarter of a billion dollars in assets in just three years. And their latest opportunity, Sunrise and Chandler, is open now. Sunrise and Chandler is an exciting 177-unit value-add multifamily opportunity in the affluent city of Chandler, Arizona. This Class B asset in a Class A location was secured at a significant discount and is already cash flowing out of the gate, with 89% of the units still in need of renovation. Sunrise and Chandler is close to meeting its capital raising goal and will be closing soon. So if you'd like to learn more, visit ascentequitygroup.com forward slash best deal to schedule a call. That's A-S-C-E-N-T equitygroup.com slash best deal. This opportunity is open to accredited investors only. You need to be very, very careful and mindful when you are creating these incentive programs because you have to make sure that it's actually incentivizing the management company and it's incentivizing you, right? That is a win-win scenario. First, a quick word from our best ever partner, PropStream. PropStream is an all-in-one platform that gives you the tools you need to reach more leads, book more meetings, and close more deals with less work. With PropStream, you can find vacant and off-market properties in seconds, nationwide or specific to any zip code. You can skip trace owner information, find cash buyers specific to an area and find other investors to potentially partner with or fund your deals. PropStream provides you the comprehensive data and market insight you need to be at the top of your real estate game. PropStream also features state-of-the-art marketing tools that allow you to send out direct mail postcards and ringless voicemail. Even if you're not in real estate, PropStream can help you locate high net worth individuals to invest in your non-real estate business, or if you are in real estate, then you can find them to invest in your real estate business. You can use this tool to find people who have millions of dollars in equity in their homes, and you can reach out to them via email, telephone, or snail mail. This is the perfect real estate investing tool for wholesalers and real estate agents, real estate investors, and entrepreneurs. I love how easy the PropStream website is to use. With a few clicks, you can review comps in the area or estimate rehab costs prior to purchasing a property. Act now to take advantage of the plethora of properties that have and will continue to hit the market during this time. And best ever listeners, do you know we got something special for you? You're going to receive a free seven-day all-access trial to experience all the features this powerful tool has, and you'll experience it firsthand. Just go to your seven day free trial.com. That's Y O U R, the number seven day free trial.com. Get started with this, get your seven day free trial, and start growing your business even more so than you have been. Quick disclaimer the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. There needed to be a resource on apartment syndication that not only talked about each aspect of the syndication process, but how to actually do each of the things and go into it in detail. And we thought, hey, why not make it free too? That's why we launched Syndication School, and Theo Hicks will go through 
a particular aspect of apartment syndication on today's episode and get into the details of how to do that particular thing. Enjoy this episode. And for more on apartment syndication and how to do things, go to apartmentsyndication.com or to learn more about the Apartment Syndication School, go to syndicationschool.com so you can listen to all the previous episodes. Hello, Buds of listeners, and welcome to another episode of the Syndication School series, a free resource focused on the how-tos of apartment syndication. As always, I'm your host, Theo Hicks. Now we are going to start airing one Syndication School episode every single week, in addition to another show we're starting off with me and Travis. I don't have a name locked down yet, but it's going to be focused mostly on passively investing. So whether you are a passive investor listening to this or an active apartment syndicator listening to this, I think those episodes will be valuable. Whether, again, from a passive investor perspective, learning the tricks and tips for that, as well as the active syndicator understanding what it is that passive investors are actually looking for. But this is going to be syndication school. Talk about the specific aspect of the apartment syndication investment strategy. We'll continue to release free documents in syndication school when it makes sense as well. Today, we're going to talk about property management incentives programs. So we're going to talk about how to create this program for your management companies. This will be a post-closing or I guess at the earliest post-due diligence phase step. And the reason why you want to do an incentives program is because it will create an additional alignment of interest between you and your property management company. Because the better they perform, the more money that they make. So we've talked about other ways to create an alignment of interest. Bringing on a team member, an experienced team member, creates an alignment of interest between you and your investors. And then with that team member, from lowest to highest alignment of interest, you have them getting an equity stake in the deal, which is a little bit lower than the next one, which is them investing their own money in the deal, or they have skin in the game. Above that would be them investing their own money and or bringing on their own investors. And then above that would be them signing on the actual loan. So this incentive program falls probably in between You just bringing them on and giving them equity in the deal. But this is still a great way to create a line of interest because based off of whatever your incentives program is, they achieve that goal, then they get paid more. So what is an incentives program? Simply put, you give your property management company an objective. And if they complete that objective, then they are given a reward. So that's the simplest way to explain it what an incentives program is. And the incentives programs are going to fall into one of two categories. So for the purpose of this episode, we're going to call them type one programs and type two programs. So type one incentive programs are incentive programs that begin at acquisition and then they end at sale. So these are the types of programs where the objective is not necessarily never fully accomplished. And we'll give some examples, but this is something that whatever reward they get, they have the possibility of continuously getting that award every month, every quarter, every year, or all three. So those are the type one programs. Start at acquisition and at sale. 
The type two would be the one-off incentive programs that start and end over a fixed amount of time. So what are some examples? So for type one incentive programs, the most obvious would be the property management fee, right? Which is technically an incentive. It's going to be used all the time, but that is considered an incentive, right? The objective is for them to effectively manage the property, to make sure the property is occupied, make sure expenses are kept low, and their reward is their property management fee. The reward is also not getting fired if they do a poor job. So that's kind of like the base level incentives program that everyone is going to have. Other ones are them investing their own money in a deal. Right, so the objective is they invest their money. Reward is they get the compensation given to the limited partners. Opting in the loan guarantor, same thing. They'll get either a chunk of equity or a one-time fee. Bringing on their own investors, same thing. They'll get a chunk of equity. So the reward for all of these are more equity or more cash flow. So those are kind of like basic, simple incentives programs. These next ones are what you would probably consider uh, incentives programs. So you can create these type one incentive programs based off of KPIs, the key performance indicators. And we've done an episode in the past on the property management weekly performance reviews. And in that series, we offered a free document, which was that KPI tracker. And on that document, you'll have all the various KPIs that you will want to track on a weekly basis at your property. And of those KPIs, you can create various type one and type two incentives programs. So for example, the objective for an incentives program could be to grow revenue by a certain percentage of each year or maintaining or exceeding a specific occupancy rate, like 95%. So that could be something that you have an agreement with your property management company from the get-go that as long as revenue grows by 5% every single year, then you'll get an extra 1% bonus. Or if you are able to maintain a 96% occupancy rate for every month you exceed that, you'll get some sort of bonus, right? So these are examples of type one incentive programs where the KPI is revenue, growth, and occupancy rate. Now make sure that when you are doing these type one incentive programs that the objective actually makes sense and actually results in alignment of interest. So for example, a really bad incentive program with a bad objective would be to grow the occupancy by a certain percentage each year because there is a limit to the occupancy growth. Once they've achieved 95, 96%, it's going to be very, very difficult for them to achieve a 5% growth without, in their mind, sabotaging, reducing occupancy, and then bringing back up again. So just kind of occupancy fluctuating up and down so they get paid more, right? So that's why having an occupancy threshold that they need to maintain or exceed is a much better objective when you're using that occupancy KPI. Same thing for total revenue growth, right? Setting a total revenue growth goal of 20% is too unrealistic and is not going to accomplish what you set out to accomplish. 
So those are examples of type one incentives programs. Type two, again, are the one-off incentive programs. So these are ones where you can target a specific underperforming KPI. So let's say, for example, your occupancy rate drops to just below 90%, then you can create an incentives program. And the objective would be to achieve a specific occupancy rate within a specific time frame, say 95% occupancy within two months, right? Okay, you can apply this to many of the other KPIs too. If they fall below whatever your projections are. So you do the KPI right away in the beginning to maintain the 95%, or you can do this in addition to that already incentives program. If your occupancy or some KPI falls below your projections, or it doesn't necessarily have to be below your projections, it could be non-stabilized or something else, you can set up a, this one-time type two incentives program to get that number back up. Once they've achieved that occupancy rate, then they receive the award and that incentive program expires. And then you'll do another one or not do another one depending on how the property performs. So let's compare these two. So both can be very beneficial. The type one incentive programs will create that alignment of interest from the get-go. And then the benefit of the type two incentive program is that they can be used during the business plan to target and improve a specific lagging KPI. Of course, you might be saying, well, Theo, why don't I just do all type one incentive programs? That way, I don't have to worry about a KPI ever lagging, right? Well, as I mentioned before, one reason why is because if you set a objective to increase the occupancy rate by percentage, right? It's not going to actually create an alignment of interest. But the second point is that you need to be very, very careful and mindful when you are creating these incentives programs. Because you have to make sure that it's actually incentivizing the management company and it's incentivizing you, right? That is a win-win scenario. So I already gave the example of the occupancy rate percent increase each year could potentially result in the property management company purposely sabotaging the occupancy so that they can then be the knight in Chenning Arbor, increase the occupancy rate by that 3% they need to increase it by, and then getting that bonus. But another example would be if you set an occupancy-based type one incentives program, let's say it's to maintain a 95% occupancy rate. Well, how are they going to accomplish that 95% physical occupancy rate? So that's just the number of units that are actually occupied and has nothing to do with the rents demanded for those units, the concessions that were given for those units, right? So setting a type one physical occupancy goal, or even a type two physical occupancy goal, probably not the best incentives program because the property management company can sacrifice other aspects of the P&L in order to get that number to 95%. So a much better KPI would be the economic occupancy rate. Another example would be a number of new leases based incentives program, right? 20 new leases every single month. Well, What's stopping them, if that's the goal, from letting in unqualified renters to inflate those new lease numbers, right? So you have to be very, very smart when you are creating these incentives programs because you don't want to shoot yourself in the foot. So type two incentive programs are going to be really good for these KPI-based objectives. 
So if a KPI is lagging, then you'll want to target that with incentives. And then the type one incentive programs are going to be much better for these non-KPI based objectives like the property management fee and then other ways to create alignment of interest like them investing in the deal and things like that. Because again, you don't want to incentivize the management company to do things that actually hurt you. So a few other best practices when creating an incentives program. First, we want to make sure that the objective set is realistic and attainable. So I've kind of already given examples of what would be realistic ones, but an objective to, say, raise occupancy just below 90% to 85%, and you set an incentives program to increase that occupancy to 100% in two weeks, right? That's unrealistic. Very difficult. I mean, obviously it's possible, but very difficult to accomplish. So a really good strategy to ensure that the incentives programs are practical is to actually plan a brainstorming session with the key members of your property management team and discuss objectives, metrics for those objectives, and then the actual rewards. What do they want? Which brings me to my second best practice, which is to be creative with your awards. So maybe after the brainstorming session, you realize that the property management company just wants money. They just want a cash bonus or like a gift card. But other rewards would be dinners with you or someone else in your company. You could offer them an extra paid vacation day. It could be a free education or training course, which helps you and them. It could be a special trophy or plaque that gets passed around every single month, right? Just be creative about the rewards. Make it fun. Not only incentivize them to do it for monetary reasons, but also because it's fun. It's a competition. And then lastly, and this is really important, you do not want to create an incentives program that actually punishes the management companies for failing to achieve the objective. So when you set incentives programs, you want it to be, here's the objective. If you achieve the objective, you get awarded. If you don't, then you don't get awarded, right? Which in a sense could be considered a punishment, but you don't want it to be, if you achieve the objective, then you get a 1% raise in your management fee. If you don't, then you get a 1% decrease. And if you fail three objectives and you get fired, right? That'd be a really bad incentive program because that's not creating an alignment of interest. That's just helping you in a surface level, but also it's not necessarily helping you because your management company is not going to achieve that incentive. They might get fired and that is going to affect the operation at your property. So don't reduce management fees. Don't give out any sort of punishment if they don't achieve the objective. The only time you necessarily want to punish your management company is when you actually fire them. And I believe we did an episode on how to approach firing a property management company. Well, actually, you know, it was a following Friday that Joe and I did where we went over how to fire a property management company. So if you go to YouTube and say how to approach firing your property management company, it was released July 26th, 2018. Joe and I went through that process. So obviously, it's not that you never want to punish your management company, but you're not going to fire them for not achieving the objective and an incentives program, you're going to fire them for other reasons. So maybe incentive programs would be a good way to give them a chance <laughs> to not get fired. And then in that sense, you might fire them after incentive program failure. But overall, you don't want to punish them over an incentives program. So overall, these incentive programs are a great way to create that extra line of interest with your management company, as well as help you target specific KPIs that start to lag. So right now, amidst the pandemic, right now might be a great time to implement a fun, engaging, realistic, attainable incentives program. 
even if they don't meet that goal, that push up in economic occupancy or revenue or whatever could be very helpful. So anyways, that concludes this episode. That is how to create a compelling property management incentives program. Make sure to check out some of the other Syndication School episodes and those free documents at syndicationschool.com. Thank you for listening. Have a best ever day, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. PropStream is an all-in-one platform that gives you the tools you need to reach more leads, book more meetings, and close more deals with less work. With PropStream, you can find vacant and off-market properties, locate potential investors, or gain invaluable market insight in seconds. PropStream also features state-of-the-art marketing tools that allow you to send out direct mail postcards and ringless voicemail, which will help you close more deals with less stress. Visit your7dayfreetrial.com to start your free trial and experience all the amazing features PropStream has to offer. That's your, the number seven, dayfreetrial.com. The Corporate Investor Podcast is geared towards successful corporate employees with high-income jobs looking to create a second stream of income. You'll hear from successful real estate investors on the show as they describe how they got started investing while working their full-time corporate job. Listen and subscribe at thecorporateinvestor.com. That's thecorporateinvestor.com.